0: Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. Any questions that you might have, feel free to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And this podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, today is December 3rd, so we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. And we are lucky enough to have another kitchen designer with us. Kim Davis is with Premier Kitchen and Bath. They've got two locations, one in Mesa and one right here in Scottsdale. Kim, thanks for stopping by.
1: Well, thanks, Nancy. I was real close. I was at the other showroom, actually, so it worked out really well.
0: Perfect, perfect timing. Well, today, since we are both designers of uh, the most popular room in the house, I wanted to talk about the old designs versus the new designs. A lot of people who are getting their first home probably don't even remember, or maybe they are never in an area where... Somebody had an old kitchen, but I think you and I or they have,
1: remember Grandma's kitchen. Yes,
0: <laughs> and, and Grandma's kitchen years ago really wasn't the state-of-the-art, was it?
1: Uh, well, it was back then, but not today. Well, yeah, <laughs> although
0: I remember my great-grandmother's kitchen. She had one of those stoves that you put the wood in.
1: Ah, yes.
0: And she still cooked. But um, <laughs> So the first thing I was going to talk about is the layout. How do you see the layout's changing from, say, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, Lucy and Desi's kitchen to now.
1: Well, we had talked earlier that the kitchens were, you know, not seen. They were there but out of sight. Uh, whoever was cooking was never seen until they brought the food out to the table. And
0: they had an apron.
1: And they had an apron, exactly. Right. And pearls. Right, you know, right. Yeah. Um, so it was. It, it, it's very different from then to today because the kitchen, even then the kitchen was the heart of the home, but the heart was usually the woman in there. It wasn't um, shared. And it wasn't shared, right? right? And And today... The kitchens are far more open, um, and they're welcoming everybody and anybody into the kitchen. So the husband is cooking, which is a great thing, and you get husband and wife working together nowadays. So you need spacing that's different than it was many years ago. Uh, even 15, 20 years ago, it's changed quite a bit. Um, they actually have their, their uh, guest joining in oh definitely. Well, yeah we're talking thanksgiving right now and we have family coming over and they all want their hands in the kitchen as well or you have people over well, actually for we
0: go- we already did thanksgiving i hope your thanksgiving was wonderful but christmas is right around the corner
1: oh good point point. and
0: uh, that's actually that's a good point because everybody does do the baking more parents are letting their kids bake yep so it's becoming a uh, child-friendly kitchen
1: Well, not only that, the kids are doing their homework in the kitchen where the parents can keep an eye on them. uh, And the kids like to be around the parents, at least until they get to a certain age. um, But they like to be near where the parents are. So the parents are working in the kitchen. The kids are doing their homework in the kitchen. It becomes a very centralized area where everyone meets, whether it be just the family or guests that are invited.
0: True, true. And so with the the, uh, changing of the layout, we now have the islands.
1: Yes, and the bigger, the better, it seems.
0: Oh, definitely. But the islands have become uh, more functional. Uh, They're used for the appliances. Uh, They're used for meeting, eating. Very rarely do I do an island that's just a working island with no areas to sit.
1: You're absolutely right. And, and those that are sitting are either enjoying a glass of wine while someone else is preparing, or the kids are doing their homework, as I mentioned before, um, or there's multiple people working around the island. So it's used not only as a preparation area, but also as a serving area.
0: Right. And a lot of times the people don't have a kitchen table per se, so they're using the island as their main source of dining. Well, in everyone's
1: that area. busy today. You know, the kids have soccer and football and baseball and basketball. And all those other things so it's it's kind of a, a, a stop and go type of thing um and when they have friends over they gather around the island very seldom do we have like we used to see in the 50s and 60s to sit down at the table and have dinner every night
0: yeah just blue bloods that's yep. you know yeah. the, the yes, people right. on, blue bloods, yeah, on blue bloods if you're not right. interested watch that yeah, show yeah. Uh, but it, that's yeah the that's dead. I, I hate to say it because it's really—if uh, that tradition would be carried on, I think it'd be good for kids.
1: Well, but that's the whole point of the island, now. The yeah. island has taken yes. place in the old kitchen table, the exactly. Island. And it's not just for serving food and where you sit down and you talk about your day while you're eating your dinner. Now it's while they're preparing their dinner and doing the homework and eating. Right. And the island became or has become that central. Well,
0: not to get too far out there, but women are are part of a major part of the workforce now. <laughs> Whereas they weren't before, their whole life was okay. Let's make dinner. Let's make breakfast, and that—that's all they did. The wash and the cooking. Oh my God! I'm glad I'm today's woman. <laughs> um, but anyway, now we're including the the whole family into that exactly. kitchen. Exactly,
1: and in fact, guests at times—they like to participate yeah. in that too. Yeah. So the bigger island becomes just not that preparation area; it becomes a multi-purpose area.
0: Which leads us to the um, the island, multi-level islands, which I never cared for. Um, there was, I think it was in a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, we're cutting them all down yeah, right now. If yeah, we're building new, they're not being put in. If we're remodeling, we're cutting them down. So if there's
0: anybody out there who's planning on doing a 36-inch high island, which is where you would have your sink and your cooktop and typical work area, but then other people got this brilliant idea to have the eating area at 42. I've even seen it at 48. Can you imagine me getting on a stool for 49? No. It's a <laughs> Not without a step ladder. Yes. No. But it also cuts down on your work surface. Yes. So people finally realize they don't need that. Now, the whole idea of, oh, but I like that because it, it blocks the mess. No, no, no. Because when you have your kitchen done over and it's to your liking and everything is functional, there is no mess right Agreed? and even
1: if it is it's part of the fun it's pretty of being in a, yeah yeah it's pretty mess there so, you go
0: so so when <laughs> or you tasty do tasty
1: mess anyway a
0: tasty mess so when you are planning your kitchen and we're giving you these hints if you want to tackle the idea of remodeling your kitchen yourself which we don't recommend but if you insist on it write these things down so that when you are designing the kitchen you at least don't make any mistakes so Another one is remember the hanging cabinets over the peninsula. Yeah, the ones Let's,
1: that you either hit your hat on or you had a duck to talk to somebody. I never
0: did, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows who listens to my podcast that I'm not the tallest person in the world. But we're talking about peninsulas now. Hopefully everybody knows what that is, but go ahead, Kim, explain.
1: Well, it's the part that comes out from the wall that's attached to the wall and to the cabinet. So It kind of creates a U-shaped kitchen, but we call it a peninsula because it was more or less open to either the dining area or a living area.
0: So some people call it an island, but an island, you can walk around the whole island A peninsula, you can walk around three sides, just so that you know that. And then, well, I remember 40 years ago, they used to have those cabinets hanging over, which were ridiculous. And the first thing I think everybody did when they said, oh, you mean I'm allowed to take them down? Yeah, you can, because they're useless. Um, So that's, that's not something we ever design with. Sometimes we'll do peninsulas, certainly not cabinets hanging over.
1: No, certainly not. Okay. No.
0: Um, the idea of having one sink in a, in a kitchen, especially if it's a large kitchen, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, oh, we're doing, uh, I had mentioned to you that we use a lot of the galley workstations, which are sinks. They don't like calling them sinks, but the workstations go from two foot to seven foot. And uh, those become workstations, literally. And then yet we add another sink that is actually the clean sink where you clean and and clean everything else up. Otherwise, the larger workstation is used um, as a workstation preparation and serving all of those things in one large uh, workstation uh, so two sinks is great sometimes we'll use three because we have a little small sometimes it's a bar area or whatever but multiple sinks is a good idea if it works as far as the size of the kitchen if it can fit
0: so typically um, our newer kitchens have two sinks one is called a cleanup sink mm-hmm. and one is called the prep sink and depending on the family and how they feel about it we could do two dishwashers one in each sink mm-hmm. which is very practical And then with that said, you should have two disposals, one at each sink. Correct. And then also you should have pull-out trash, one at each sink. Yeah. So
1: So you're not carrying it from one place to the other. Right. You know, it's
0: all common sense. If you are at the cleanup sink because somebody else is at the prep sink and you are slicing an onion, and don't put those onion skins in the disposal... Then what are you going to do? Walk over to the garbage, pull out at the other sink. So the more you have, the less footsteps you're going to.
1: Right, the more practical it is, the more convenient it is, the more efficient it is.
0: Definitely, and the whole idea is to have fun in the kitchen, be efficient, and then when you're finished cooking, you had fun. You didn't commiserate about, oh, my God, this is so horrible,
1: and it takes a lot of time because (laughs) it's fun. Or running into everybody all the time.
0: You know, cooking in a functional kitchen is fun, I think, Right.
1: I like to be on the other side where I'm eating, but
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. I like other
1: people having fun cooking. No, I'm just kidding.
0: No. Well, it's fun, and everybody jumps into the cooking. You know, when you have friends over, they used to just sit there and stare at you, and now you say, hey, you no, know, I'm glad you're here. You could be prepping the the salad, or you can be cleaning the...
1: You could be slicing, dicing something, whatever. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, there Unlike go. the old kitchen where the door was shut and you just waited for... Whoever was cooking to bring out the stuff.
0: Yeah, you know what they say. Who was it that said it takes a village?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, to make a big dinner, um, it does take a village. And it
1: makes it much more fun.
0: Definitely. And engaging.
1: Fun. I mean, if you have clients, clients, guests over, or you have um, uh, family over, you want to be engaged. You know, so it's great to have everybody in that area without really get in everybody's way so you have to be very efficient how it's designed how it's put together you have to understand your life your lifestyle both for your family and when you do have guests and entertain so
0: definitely um, now it's even easier we have uh, gluten free and gluten when we do dinners and so you've got two menus going and I'm sure a lot of people do that too and
1: then there's of course the kosher kitchens you know where you do both you do multiple things in there so we've done several of those as well you just have to understand that
0: a lot to know about doing kitchens. Now, on that note, I just want to take five minutes to talk about Premier Lighting. Now, Kim is with Premier Kitchen and Bath. Premier Lighting happens to be the sponsor for designer, uh, for um, my podcast. So I just want to say that if you are in the market for new fixtures, if you want to change out your light bulbs to LEDs, if you want to change some of those lighting fixtures so that they're more up-to-date over your island or over your tables, Premier Lighting is a place to go. They have a website that is wonderful. It's shoppremier.com. You can give them a call. They do deliver if you're out of state. They will come to your house. Uh, they are lighting consultants, so if you have any questions about um, what fixtures to use or where to add more lighting, they will be very happy to help you. So go into their website, shoppremiere.com. Now we're back with Premier Kitchen and Bath. It's kind of. Hi, fun. Nancy. <laughs> yes. Well. What about the multi-cooks? We talked about this, but that is so new. Um, you really, like we said, you have to have more than one cooking, I want to say, uh, appliance, and you can have um, maybe multi-cooks. I just did my daughter's kitchen, and she has a steam oven, and we can talk about that. She has a microwave convection. She has an induction cooktop, and then she has her regular convection thermal. Um, so there she can very easily accommodate three uh, chefs, mm-hmm. and typically we're seeing that as the way to go.
1: Well, I'm glad your little note here said multi, not to cook, you know, because yeah. it is multi. Yeah. Sometimes you have three or four in oh, there all uh-huh. doing certain, and that's the part of engaging with your guests or with your family everyone from the kids getting involved into doing something husband and wife working together um, it really needs to be multi I know multi-coup. there are people
0: who belong to cooking clubs mm-hmm. they go to each other's houses and typically they will cook at their house and then bring it there. but when you have a kitchen that can accommodate mm-hmm. more than one maybe two or three, they can actually be cooking together which I think is better. Um, and also they can switch recipes, and they can also alter the recipe depending on somebody else's likes.
1: Right, and and again, it's the part of engaging with one another um, in that fun activity, and a lot of people that cook love to cook.
0: And they also so. love to drink wine, so don't forget those, um, pull out the wine glasses when your friends come over.
1: I think that's required, isn't it? I think so, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. that's why everybody
0: <laughs> that's why everybody puts the wine storage area in the island mm-hmm. or somewhere where it's easy to get to, right, okay. Yeah.
1: Which it, it is the gathering place. It's always been the center of the home. It's always where people gathered. It goes back to the way, de, way old days where that was the only place there was a heat source where they cooked on it also heated the place.
0: Well, in the old days, they didn't have an island. They had the kitchen table, remember? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was typically 30 inches high. Right. And that's where they prepped everything. So now ask me how tall my island is. It's 30 inches because it just makes sense, Right. For you. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, another good thing that people have um, been using for a long time is all these storage, or um, it's actually storage solution options for, you can get one for every single cabinet in the kitchen. And we can start with the rollouts that, that Lucy never had in her kitchen. Yeah,
1: no, Lucy never did, neither did Laura. Robin Laura, Laura Petrie's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well,
0: did she ever cook? I don't think so.
1: Well, she was in the kitchen a lot. Yeah. But.
0: Well, so was um, June Cleaver, but I never <laughs> saw her do anything. Um, those rollouts, now, don't be cheap or chintzy when you're doing your kitchen and say, well, we don't want to spend the money because who wants to get on their hands and knees to go find out what's in the bottom of the cabinet?
1: Yeah, we try to keep everyone off their knees. So I mean, really, the kitchen. Yeah, you really don't want to be underneath every single
0: cabinet could have something to make life easier. So starting with those rollouts, uh, and now we've gone from rollouts to big drawers, right?
1: Right, a lot of big drawers with all sorts of uh, amenities inside the drawers that fit specifically what uh, the homeowner is trying to do in right. those areas. Right, whether
0: it's um, putting your pot covers in a little slot and then putting your pots right by the cooktop. Don't put your pots across the kitchen. That that doesn't make sense. No. And a lot of people, because they've done that, they don't think about changing. But it's first or last use. Right. So if you're going to take that pot... And put it by some place where it's usable. Put it by the cooktop,
1: and then add the lighting inside these drawers. Now, I so, like that. Yeah, so that you can see good. what you're actually looking for.
0: What about when you touch the the drawer and it opens automatically? Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. mean
1: you can do it with your knee. You don't have to use your hand right. because so your, hands your hands are hands full, or,
0: are full yep. or maybe they're dirty and you've been um, kind of I don't know cleaning the chicken and you've got to get something out. You just hit your the drawer with your knee. Um, boy, I think, who has that, Bloom?
1: Uh, yeah, there's several out there. Bloom is is one of the key ones, obviously.
0: Another thing is when you're going to do your kitchen, please plan where to put your trash. The last thing we want to see is walking into your kitchen and seeing a garbage can.
1: That's great for basketball practice. <laughs> Not good for the wall behind, though.
0: Oh, you know, we're talking ugly, and so there are so many different sizes of garbage cans that you can incorporate into your cabinets. Double, and there's four, there's different sizes. you can
1: Recyclable yeah. purposes. So. I always do
0: a double trash by every sink. I mean, when you, when you have a sink, just imagine you've got to have a garbage can there.
1: And I've used the smaller uh, containers for dog food. Or multiple dogs, so have I, except
0: yep. I did the large one because they had
1: two big large dogs, shugs. right?
0: <laughs> what about those spices that you can never find? I did a kitchen one time, she had over a hundred bottles of spice.
1: And how many did she use on a daily basis? Well,
0: first of all, how many were old and yep. probably didn't work? They should have been thrown out years ago, exactly. So, take your favorite spices. And then where are you going to put them? Usually by the cooktop, by your prep area. But now they have different, well, they have drawers with the stair steps. Yep. Or you can put them in your upper cabinets and pull-outs. There's no reason to dig and hunt for anything, right?
1: Right, and you should be able to see exactly what you're looking for every single time. Yeah. going to dig into the back, six back.
0: What is, the, what is the thing that really irks you the most when you
1: see a kitchen? Just One.
0: Well, give me the most, the the most irksome thing.
1: Well, I, I usually ask my clients what bothered them, and they have to set things in priority. What is the most, and storage is one of the big ones because everything's all over the countertop. Because right. And it's not because they don't have a place to put some of it. It's because it's, it's
0: easier to find.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I would say that's probably one of the biggest things is so many things all over the countertop.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people complain about not enough storage, though. Oh, that, that's, that's the just, first thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then finding But it's finding also convenient stuff.
1: storage. Yes, being able to, efficient storage. Right, efficient storage. But right. what
0: about those big appliances like the the uh, freestanding range or the refrigerator that people put against the wall with no counter space anywhere, no landing space. They're just there.
1: Yeah, they're just used to doing it that way. That
0: was in uh, Ralph Cramden's kitchen. Yes,
1: Yeah, between the two doors.
0: Right, they didn't think about it. But now, how are you going to cook on your stove or your range and not have landing space on the left and right side? There are rules that we go by. Yeah. And one of them is you've got to have landing space. And a lot of it is the safety.
1: Well, exactly. When you're taking something off the stove, you need some place to set things on a trivet, of course. But still, if you don't have it, you're walking around with something potentially hot mm-hmm. and dangerous, and you don't know where to set it.
0: Yeah. So. And also that that stove or that refrigerator right by that doorway Um, one of the major things that people don't realize is when they cook and they have the pot handles sticking out and then somebody walks in the door because the stove is right by the doorway that five-year-old that's just the right height you've got a good chance of getting scalding somebody spilling the stuff all over the floor and we're we're not talking mess here we're talking dangerous
1: right correct agreed Uh, agreed
0: you know another thing that people ask me all the time when I say well we've got to have Outlets in the island. Now you explain why we have to have it.
1: By code. We have to have outlets in there. Because we don't want cords draping across a walkway in order to put a crock pot out there. Mm -hmm. So we do have to have them in the island. Exactly. I think by code, if I remember right, it's one. Um, duplex in there but generally we're putting anywhere between at minimum two
0: yeah we usually put them on two sides at least and
1: sometimes very specifically in areas because of how they use their kitchen certain things i like
0: when people say yeah but we don't need that no you know we don't need code we do need code because people put it in place for your safety not because they just felt like putting an outlet in there so everything has a reason
1: right exactly
0: so i think um, we've We've disseminated uh, all of this so that people can actually realize what we do, the questions we ask, and how we design a kitchen. Yeah. What is your favorite thing in the kitchen?
1: My favorite thing? Yeah. Is the place I sit where I eat. Oh, yeah, I think I told to you that, that already. Um, I, I, I think my favorite place is where we have the wine so okay. and and how that is in the same area where everyone's engaged everyone's no one has to go outside of the area where everyone is communicating and enjoying each other um And yet it's not in the same place as where everyone's working and preparing and putting things and cooking and things like that. But yet, um, my favorite place is the wine area. Um, I love the openness of the kitchens today. Oh, I like Uh, open floor plans. Yep, the large islands where everyone can be engaged around, uh, where things, multi-purpose islands. um, So those are my favorite areas in a kitchen. I'm not the big cook. Um, My wife takes care of that. She she lets me do a couple things.
0: But you are a designer. So you're doing the design for other people's kitchens.
1: Right. And I'm asking them the questions to find out where their real needs are, what's their high priorities, which storage is usually number one, and knocking down that 42-inch island you know, where they have the eating center.
0: I wrote an article one time about the open kitchen, which I love. I think I have done more remodeling where I've knocked down walls. I don't like the idea of of being um, just sequestered away into a kitchen, and you don't know what's going on in the rest of the house. So if you have company, they could be talking about anything. You have no clue. Right. And so this article I thought I was really happy with, and somebody, I think he's from New York, he wrote about what was wrong with my article. He didn't <laughs> believe in open kitchens. He thought it was terrible. Um, but where does he live? He lives in New York where the kitchens are six feet by six feet and you can't close <laughs> so every everything has a place and a reason. Yeah. And I agree. There are some houses there are some people that do not want people in the kitchen. And that's their prerogative. It's their exactly. kitchen. They do not want people to see the mess that they create. Shame on them, but then they have to clean it, so who cares? Yeah. Right? I believe that the open kitchen is more inviting It's um, actually with the appliances that we have available to us. It just makes
1: sense. More people are staying home. That's true. Uh, and, And if they're going to stay home, and it's always been this way, the heart of the home is the kitchen. So if they're going to stay home, they'd rather have it open where the entire family can be participating in whatever they're doing in there, um, when they have guests over, neighbors or friends or family. Um, they want it in the kitchen. They want to be a part of everything that's going on in there, most of the time. Some people don't want people in their you know it's their home, and, and we work with you know their, their priorities. Um, but ultimately, if we had a way, if we had our way all the time, it would be an open kitchen.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing is people are cooking more for themselves because they're not liking what the restaurants are doing, maybe uh, cleanliness-wise, code-wise. They,
1: they, they have to get in a car, load everybody up, drive somewhere. I mean, that's a treat. Don't get me wrong. We still love to do that, but people love to cook. They love to spend time in their home. I mean, that's the biggest investment
0: well, look at all the cooking shows, and uh, oh, it just yeah. seems like yeah. it's the thing to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know my wife loves walking, watching those cooking shows and writing some stuff down, and um, and which scares me, because I'm not sure what I'm going to get the next day, but we'll find out. It's always good. The
0: podcast <laughs> that I did before yours last week, it was all about the new <clears throat> appliances and what makes cooking fun. So... Those are the appliances. Now we're talking about the layout of the kitchen and the function. So you put that together with the appliances. What's not to like?
1: Right, exactly. And they're beautiful. I mean, the appliances today are beautiful. Um, well, so they also look nice in the kitchens. They redesign. do. And
0: let's just touch real quickly on what's in for kitchen cabinets. Just in case somebody wants to redo their kitchen and they're too shy to ask us, we'll tell them.
1: What's in as far as color? Yep. Well, white and gray are still around. Um, they're getting softer, mm-hmm. um, a little warmer. The grays are getting warmer. I mean, they're, they're getting into the gray's a little bit. They're mm-hmm. actually adding a little bit of green into some of these grays. Um, it, I would just say they're getting warmer and softer.
0: I think white will always be in. Because, always is. Because just think of your grandmother's kitchen, and it's been in for all these years. So I don't think white's going away. It
1: never will. It will never. always be there. It's sometimes a little more popular, but it never goes down and goes away. It's what changes
0: there. is the interesting backsplashes that people use in mm-hmm. the countertops. And yeah. the
1: islands, because a lot of times we're doing islands of different flavors and colors. Um, with the perimeter being in that soft, white, neutral color. And and the grays are really a nice, neutral Um, and and we're doing a lot of those still, Um, and I think they'll be around a little bit. And
0: there are people who do not like gray, so you don't have to do
1: everything gray, but gray again. There's still the classic woods that will never go away and still look gorgeous.
0: Just not oak.
1: Yeah, uh, just not unless it's a riff cut oak with a special finish. I like finish riff on, cut. Yep. I
0: like uh, the but, natural. I like the dark Wenge stain. Yep. But that old fashioned oak is old fashioned.
1: Yep. The flaming oak, as we call it, you know, with the the pattern of the grain pattern, how yeah. it was cut out of the log. Yeah. No, yeah, we're, we're not using that at all. The only
0: time that's good is when they want to paint it. Good point. Right? Where you can actually
1: (laughs) see the grain. Now, the Rift Cut Oaks, uh, sometimes the Coruscant oak, but mostly the Rift Cut Oaks and the special finishes they do on it. But other than that, still, if you want to go into the the classic woods, cherry is still by far one of the best.
0: But white and painted are gaining in popularity. Uh,
1: I, I think personally i think they've probably hit their peak as far as this time is going and and it'll be here for another 2 years and it never like we said it never goes away but uh, i think it's hit its peak right now of course it varies from one part of the country to the next oh, right. and and really one part of the valley to the next in our case um, white will always be there I mean, we're still getting a lot of people coming in asking for white so the
0: interesting thing with white is, uh, a couple of years ago, it was white cabinets with stark black countertops. Yep. Now you don't see that anymore.
1: No, especially in Arizona where everything is dusty no matter what. You can write your name in a black countertop yeah, every day. Yeah,
0: I, I did black. And, <laughs> yeah, well, even if you're baking a cake, you've got white flour well, all over the place. That it, exactly. never worked. But well, now, the
1: whites even are getting softer, though. You know, I mean, we always think of white as being white, but there's a million whites. Yeah. So, uh, but even the whites that we're starting to look at and the new cabinet line or the new cabinet colors that are coming out, the paint colors that are coming out are softer. And I softer. always
0: recommend if they're wanting granite and if you're going to go with a custom paint cabinet, pick your granite first so that you don't go with a stark white cabinet with a soft white granite. So this is where the professional designer comes in. This is where we help you put everything together. So not only is the kitchen functional, but it's totally aesthetic, and it will be the envy of your
1: friends. And your family and your neighbors, everything. Yeah, so. and
0: it's fun. It's fun. Hey, Kim, I had a lot of fun talking about kitchen design. This is my passion, so it was fun to share. And
1: so is mine. So. And
0: then the next time we do a podcast, we're going to talk about something entirely different. So you're just going to have to tune in uh, every week and listen to what we talk about. So in the meantime, thank you for stopping by. Well, thanks uh, for
1: having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: And have a Merry Christmas. Yes, and to everybody. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. And hopefully you keep listening to the others. And don't forget about uh, um, having a nice Christmas holiday with your family. That's what it's all about. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. <laughs> with the wine.
1: Oh, with the wine. <laughs>